York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? It's Jayless from Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Nick's talk just at a nick of time. And heartbreaker today. I really thought we had this one, Ryan, but the Knicks fall to the Brooklyn paint jobs. Uh, 110 to 112. And it was a close game with a, a lot of up and down. This was a game of runs. Nets were up by nine. And then we made our own run. Then we were up by a little. And then we ended up being up by one at the halftime. Then the Knicks... In a crucial part of the game, um, going the Nets going a 14-0 run in the third quarter, caused by a bunch of turnovers, and there's more back and forth ensued. Julius Randle technical at the fourth quarter, <laughs> uh, heroics by Evan Fournier, only to lose by two points at the end of the game, and we're gonna all break it down. Tough one, really tough loss, but man, a lot of even stats all across the board, and it's indicative of what this game was, an even back and forth slugfest between these two New York teams, man. Um, and yeah, you know, I don't really read the, I don't read the stats when we lose, so I'm passing it off to my guy, Ron. Ryan G. I already know who it is. You already know. Who, who, who are you again? Just in case like, the audience doesn't know who you are, man. <laughs> in case y'all not familiar, Ryan G. is in the building. The building, right. <laughs> please please give these stats and facts because I just don't. I don't have the heart today. I don't. <laughs> All right. So as you know, the Knicks lost a heartbreaker tonight. 112 to 110 to the paint jobs. Um, Alex Burke left the left. He, yeah, Alex Burke led the way at 25 points. Five assists, five rebounds, nine of twenty-one from the field. Julius Randle had a good game as well, twenty-four points, eleven of twenty-two from the field, nine rebounds, eight assists, almost a triple double. Yeah. Derrick Rose again, doing Derrick Rose things, sixteen points, nine assists, five rebounds. Quickly again performing well, twelve points, seven rebounds, two assists, and we had Obi topping off the bench as well, eight points. Mitchell Robinson, eight points. Seven rebounds, and um, Evan Fournier also, he had some big moments in the fourth quarter, 13 points. Now we're going to get team stats. So for the team stats now, both teams shot 48% from the field. The Knicks are rebounded the Nets by 4, 42 to 28. Both teams had 27 assists. The, the turnovers are pretty even as well, 10 to 9. But I think the issue for the Knicks this game well, one of the issues was the fast break points because the Nets had 19 fast break points and they only had 13. And I think for a section of the third quarter, the Nets had nine points. Oh, you're breaking up yeah. a little bit again. <laughs> Say it again. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn. All right, so I said that where Brooklyn had the advantage over the Knicks was the fast point, 19 to 13. And a lot of that was came in the third quarter where the Nets had the Knicks 9-0 in fast break points. That was attributed to the Knicks turning the ball over early in the third quarter, which also attributed to the 14-0 run that the Nets had. Yeah, yeah. At that point, I was screaming from my living room couch at Evan Fournier. It was interesting because Evan Fournier had two turnovers, Plus, you kind of already know that Evan Fournier, he, he has a, a thing with transition defense. He's kind of allergic to sometimes, doesn't know where his man is. And that's that's that spelled disaster for, for our Mills and his, his three-point shooting in that third quarter, which really contributed to that win. And also, Alec Burst had a, had a turnover in that quarter as well. Like we, The Knicks really played well pretty much the entire game um, with the exception of that, that third quarter. It's kind of what I really feel that that was the big thing that did us in. And um, the tech that Randall gave us at the fourth quarter was was pretty hard, too. Uh, I keep talking about championship posture, leadership posture, and Randall played a magnificent game altogether, straight through. Right, he played one of his most complete games on both sides of the floor. He's played a really complete game versus the Milwaukee Bucks, and he's played another one against the Nets where he he let the defense dictate his offense he didn't rush passes he passed the ball when he needed to he shot when he needed to and he played pretty well all around game except for that one period where that 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 tech was was Bruh. was my bro moment one of my bro moments of the day for real <laughs> 
Yeah, um, that tech was definitely uncalled for, and Randall should know better because the Knicks are in a close game. Yeah, Durant just hit a jumper, but the Knicks are only down by two. It's a minute and, like, what, 30 seconds left at that point? Mm-hmm. You cannot lose your cool and get a technical call on you in that situation. You just can't, you know, but overall, besides that, Randall did have a good game. He played excellent defense on Kevin Durant. I think part of the reason why Kevin Durant shaking because of Oh, breaking up again. Repeat that part. Oh, you, we broke up completely now. You, hey, Ryan, can't hear you oh. at all. <laughs> what, can you hear me now? Yeah, say it again. Uh, so, basically, I was saying that with Randall, you know, he needs to be smarter in those situations. Like, you cannot get a technical when the Knicks are only down by two with one minute and 30 minutes. What with one minute and 30 seconds remaining on the clock. Right. You have to be smarter than that. But besides that, I was like, Randall had a good game overall and i think his defense is a part of the reason why kevin durant struggled to, um tonight yeah randall for the first quarter especially really impressed me with the defense and he had some steals he had some blocks he challenged kevin durant on his mid-range jumpers contest um repeatedly even the shots that kevin durant hit in the fourth quarter were really toughly contested shots by randall handed in his grill but what do you do that's one of the best scorers in the nba even with uh bad achilles coming back he's just that skilled but I, Randall gave him everything he had, to be honest with you, man. So, but despite those little, despite the little tweaks he had in that fourth quarter with Tech, I really give Randall a lot of credit, a lot of credit. But before I even talk about more about Randall, the elephant in the room today has been, you know, this is the second game in a row where we did not have Kemba Walker in this starting lineup. You know, we read some stats yesterday. Um, and it talked about Kemba off the bench. Knicks have the best defense in the league when Kemba is on the bench. <laughs> 99 defensive rating. When Kemba's on the floor, we have the worst defense in the league. At 116.3 defensive rating. Kemba off the floor. Again, Knicks are ranked ninth in the league in offense with Kemba off the floor. And then when he's on the floor, we're 27th in offense. Um, and today, Alec Burks starts with this new york knicks team how did you feel alec burks fared with his second start of the season as a knicks leading point guard well i'll say this if burks continues to perform at the starting point guard position like he did against the hawks and then again tonight against the nets it's going to be really hard Kemba to find his way back into the rotation because I think Alex Burke, I think Alec Burke did a pretty good job tonight and he definitely provides better defense which is what the Knicks need on the perimeter because Knicks can't just have these guards just killing them all the time and Burks definitely provides that extra you know bigger body on the perimeter and he's scoring and it's really hard to complain about Alex Burke's game like he's definitely playing good right now. Yeah, and, and I see uh, Kanal Benoit says Burks is not a point guard. Um, Burks isn't a pure point guard. We don't really have pure point guards here on his team, really. I guess maybe Derrick Rose maybe might be the purest point guard. We do have guys here who can set people up and make plays. Are they pure point guards? No, but they, we have basketball players. We have guards here, and Burks is one of those guys. But the, the thing... Here's the thing. We've made moves on this team to t- to ease up on Randall's playmaking. That's why Kemba was here. That's why Evan Fournier is here. Um, what we're deciding to do right now, it seems like, is, 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 is say, you know what? Screw that. We're still going to roll with Julius Randall doing most of the playmaking. For, for, for us to be successful... We're banking on the point guard shooting a lot more threes, playing defense, and and kind of holding it for on the playmaking side while we're running through Randall and hoping that Randall grows as a playmaker as the season goes on. And we started to see a little bit of that yesterday of him playmaking. We started to see that today a little bit. He was very patient. Um, he seems like he's content, a lot more content now with passing out of double teams more consistently only doing isos and picking his spots in certain moments when there's a mismatch or single coverage and he's it seems like he's embracing involving the team a lot more and letting the game come to him 
um, with the ball moving through him and the team being kind of his. So that seems to be the direction the Knicks are going in right now. Yeah, and I just want to add something to that because I know your guy on Canal in the um, chat said Burks not a point guard, but the thing is I'm okay with the Knicks not having a legit point guard on the court if they move the ball like the way they move the ball tonight because by them moving the ball the way they move the ball and the fact that Julius Randle is taking the ball and then when he gets the double he's actually making the right he's actually making the right reads and making the right passes that in turn it kind of substitutes for having a legit point guard on the court because if the ball moves around you're always going to get the right shot right you know what I mean so yeah Burks might not be a legit point guard and the Knicks might not have a quote-unquote pure point guard on the roster but at the end of the day as long as they continue to move the ball and I and I'm okay with playing through Julius Randle uh, repeat that part, Ryan. I feel like you broke up. Are you frozen? I think Ryan is frozen, guys. Ryan's, Ryan's Wi-Fi does not like... Ryan's Wi-Fi gets a tech too, man. Bruh for Ryan's Bruh. Wi-Fi over the last two days. Because <laughs> Ryan is stuck in the Matrix. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But Ryan is stuck in the Matrix right now. Just when he's talking about... um. The point guard situation for the Knicks, and I guess his Wi-Fi doesn't like that. He's talking about the Knicks point guard situations. Oh, are you back, Ryan? You're back. <laughs> you okay, Ryan? <laughs> Can you hear me, Ryan? Well, well, I don't know. I'm not sure if Ryan can hear me. I don't think he can because he's still um, filling with knobs and things like that nature. But while Ryan is trying to get that stuff together, I'll talk about Julius Randle some more. Now, it's funny. I was looking at some numbers today. And I actually have a graphic. Even though I don't have it right now. Um, it was talking about uh, two-man lineups with Julius Randle. And as you might have heard, uh, Kemba Walker and Julius Randle have the, had the worst time playing together. They actually had – Kemba and Randle's two-man lineup numbers are actually the worst on the team. Now, the, the crazy part is the other point guards in Derrick Rose and Emmanuel Quickly both have better numbers than Alec Burks, but Alec Burks is not a starting point guard. But I, um, we will see how this goes moving forward. But it, I, even though that seems to be the case, I still feel like this is the correct move to have Alec Burks at the starting point guard. And for me, when you talk about the direction of this team, we need to have the right, the right combinations, and we need to get Randall back into more of where he was last year. Because this year, it seems like Randall has taken a step back. And I'm going to show you this chart right now. It's talking about Randall's shooting accuracy compared to last season. Um, last season, he shot 41% from three. This season, he's shooting 34% from three. Um, the mid-range game where he made his living last season, he shot 58% this year. Is 32%. And at the rim, is his, his field goal percentage at the rim has gone up slightly, but not enough to make, to say this is a big improvement. But these are what numbers we are looking at for Julius Randle this season. And it's kind of a miracle that we even have a winning season so far, or close to winning season, um, despite Randle's uh, dip in numbers. But hopefully this change with Alec Burks um, and the starting lineup will helpfully help boost his number and also to change his role because it does seem like Randall is, is shooting a lot less threes now. He's going to the hole more, as you saw today, and he's shooting the mid-range more, and it seems like slowly but sure. I expect these numbers to go up slowly but surely, for sure, and, I, and I'm, I'm hoping that the def, the Alec Burks thing will, will help the numbers and also just him changing the way he's playing in general should help the numbers as well. Yeah, um, I don't know. Am I back? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, you're back. You're back, Ryan. You're back. I, I. So what I was saying earlier was that basically, in short, I'm okay with the Knicks not having a legit, quote unquote, unquote pure point guard on the court, as long as the offense continues to run to Julius Randle. He makes the right decisions with the ball, shoots the ball at the right times, and if the double comes, make that right pass. Because if he makes the right pass, then the ball's gonna circulate around until it gets to the guy to take the right shot. So mm -hmm. I'm okay with the Knicks not having a pure point guard if they continue to play that way on offense. 
Hey, I, I agree. With, I agree with you. I agree with you for sure on that point. Like, I in all, I would like another playmaker on this team, um, to be run with Randall. But at this point, for this season at least, um, growing from within might just be the best. Might be the best bet. We we grow quickly. We we see what birds can do. Uh, we go with rolls and then mix and match when when it comes time for the fourth quarter, and the chips will fall where they may. If if Julius Randle grows as a more of a playmaking playmaking uh, power forward, then great. He's grown every year. He's been in the league except for one year when he was with the New York Knicks. And hopefully he'll continue that progression this year as a playmaker and a leader for this team. All right, all right. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat. Uh, you're not linked. To, you're not linked to the Blog Talk Radio, Ryan. But shout out to people um, in the. Shout out to everybody in the track. Um, shout out to my guy, it Thank you fresh in the building. Winston Ellis, my real fake cousin. Uh, Mr. Rivera, Rafael Burgess, uh, the British mod in the Knicks Nation, uh, Fritz Alessandor, and anyone else who's rocking with the KOT show. Winston says, What about Attic John Wall? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're not adding John Wall. No, no, no. That man nah. costs forty upwards of forty million dollars. Uh, we we don't have the contracts to match that. I mean, I'm not trading yeah. half my team for John. No, exactly. I'm not doing we, it. We, <laughs> yes. Knicks are Knicks are already over the cap as, as it is at the moment. For us to really trade for John Wall, we would have to give away a whole bunch of pieces yeah. to even get him here. I'm not. And then on top of that, John Wall is injury prone. On top of that, nah, that's not a small move. That's not it. Okay, cool. Got you, got you. And he said you're back on Blog Talk. All right. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, no problem. Um, Somebody who's interesting to talk about today, I want to talk about Evan Fournier today because Evan Fournier was one of those guys who was maddening in the first few quarters. Third quarter, like I said, Patty Mills goes on a rampage. Evan Fournier is nowhere to be found. Um, The coach called timeout after RJ Heat. You know, RJ, you know, he, he got sick. He's trying to play through his sickness. Actually had a pretty good game in his three minutes when he got sick. Grimes starts in the third quarter. Right? Grimes starts in the qu- third quarter with Evan Fournier. And Evan Fournier messes up. Coach calls timeout and takes out Grimes. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I don't get it. The game proceeds. Evan Fournier proceeds to mess up again. <laughs> and then the coach finally takes out Evan Fournier for me to be pissed talking about. In my mind, I'm thinking, Fournier, you're the next up to be vanquished to be banished at the bottom of the bench with Kimball Walker. That's the thing. That's exactly what I was thinking in that third quarter. If you keep playing the way he was playing. Long behold, fourth quarter Cubs, and he hits this miracle three-point shot out of nowhere, man. What, is, what can you make of Evan Fournier's play? <laughs> Today, right? Well, I don't know what to think of this man. <laughs> well, Evan Fournier, like we said before, he's a player that he's not. We already know he's weak defensively. Let's just say that we already know he's not a great defender, and we already know that he's a player that he needs to be set up to, you know, get his offense going or whatever the case may be. But he also made plays, and he 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 made turnovers instead of plays. But I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah, he <laughs> did. But, but 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 I mean, Fournier did mess up in that third quarter. But I feel like that was a team thing. Like mm. the, the Knicks just came out flat as hell, and the Nets just took advantage of that. It's, and I think Fournier was one of the issues because there was a, I could point to like maybe a couple of plays in that like the first few minutes of the third quarter where. The Knicks were just all over the place. Like, I don't know what the Knicks were doing on defense. There were so many lanes open that the Nets just took advantage, and Patty Matilla hit, like, two quick threes open the third quarter, and the Nets were just on the break. They would turn over the ball. So, to me, Evan Fournier messed up in that third quarter, but I feel like it was, it was more of a team thing. Okay. And, and and luckily, Thibs did the, made the right substitutions, got, got some guys out the game, like I said, got – Unfortunately, he took Grimes out the game, took Forney out the game. You know, I, who, I think he put in, like, who, Rose and was Quickly in there or? To, no, Quickly, quickly of course, comes in in the fourth quarter. But, you know, 
even yeah, my, so my even quickly he's made some big shots but I, like he was having some bad moments in the fourth quarter as well and I, I feel like some of his bad shot taking is starting to creep in over the last couple of games and he's been really good at not taking the wrong shots for a long, for like a good 10 12 game span and it's starting to creep in a little bit for me but yeah but go ahead i didn't mean to cut you off like that no all i was saying was that as much as Fournier is the target for the bad defense, at least for that third quarter span, I wouldn't just put it on Fournier. I would put that on the team because they just came out lazy on defense. A lot of guys were missing rotations, and the Nets just had a bunch of open threes. Um, they had a bunch of second-chance opportunities as well. That's why Harden came in for that like for that dunk, right. well, which I think put the Nets up by 12 at that point. And it was just poor effort all around for the Knicks. And I, and I feel like if you have to point to a part in the game where which probably cost the game for the Knicks tonight, it was that it was those first few minutes within the third quarter. It definitely was the first few minutes in the third quarter. And that's the thing we were looking for when we have this first unit, man. We're trying to eliminate the third quarter of Doom and eliminate the slow starts. Today it was another good start from this first unit. Another good start from this first unit. Um, we were in the thick of the game, even though we were down like a few points in the first quarter. But overall, did well. That third quarter, though, was something I did not want to see. That's something that we that should not happen again, and we need to shorten that up if we want to be really want to be taken seriously as a team. The only I will say the pro for this game a little bit. It seems like, you know, I see the chat mentioning Nolan's Noel, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Nolan's Noel, because Nolan's Noel has been struggling. He only played 18 minutes today, right? But what I did like about this game was there was a pivotal point where I gave it to Tom because Tom did not panic. There was a point where the second unit got this team back in the game at around the fourth quarter. Third to fourth quarter. To the point where the Nets, Steve Nash calls timeout and brings back Harden. Brings back Harden and brings back KD. And what does Tom do? Tom leaves in the second unit. <laughs> he had OB golding um guarding KD. He was like, This this is something that we're not used to seeing. Randall stayed on the bench. OB guarding KD. And the second unit, once again, with Alec Burks, because now Alec Burks is not part of the first unit, held their own um for a stretch. Until Randall came back in the game. So I got to commend Tom for, for, for growth right there. Even though we lost that game, that's a good sign. Um, Obi Poppin still 11 minutes. Bruh. Um, 11 minutes a day. Um, he didn't have a, completely, a, a particularly great game because they crowded him on the three. And he didn't really get the lobs he did. But he had, he was definitely instrumental in the, in the spurt in that second quarter. But um, I know some people kind of clamoring to have Obi play some more minutes with Noel playing. Um, rough today for sure. Yeah. Um. Thing with Obi is, I think the reason why he only got 11 minutes this game is he wasn't really that effective right. against the Nets. To be honest about it, so I was okay with Dibs only playing him for 11 minutes. Noel, Noel wasn't really effective against the Nets as well tonight. You know him getting 18 minutes, but you know, um, overall I feel like you know Dibs did a pretty good job of. His rotation tonight, like I really don't have an issue with what they did, but it's the substitutions. Absolutely. Uh, okay. All right, yo. First caller up. I see we got two callers in the chat. First caller up. You already know the deal is. What's your name? Where you from? And tell us what you think about this game tonight. Hey, what's up, fellas? This is uh, Big Reaper from New Jersey. Um, first time, long time. I think people say. Yeah, man. So, um, uh, you know, with today's game, you know. I, I guess I want to start off with some positives. Um, honestly, looking at uh, Julius over the last um, couple of weeks, he's uh, he's progressed a lot in, in terms of like his offense. Um, you know, he's he's gotten rid of like you know basically all the dribbling crossovers and then taking a long eighteen foot uh, eighteen footer. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's because uh, that's like he just wastes so much energy doing it and he misses it so often. So why take it? Um, and then the other thing he was doing too early in the season that I noticed, well, after he, he noticed his offense wasn't going, he started obviously trying to get his teammates, try to focus more on his teammates. 
But then a lot of what he was doing that I didn't like is like, let's say he's on one side with like, you know, Fournier and um, he kind of feels the double team coming. He'll spray the ball so hard before to Fournier, but Fournier is only like maybe five feet away or less. And he's throwing that ball so hard. And it's like, I don't know if that's a great pass, you know, because, mm. because it's like, you know, it's like, imagine like a ball, somebody's like, you know, you're only five foot away and somebody throws the ball really hard at you. Right. And you need to catch and shoot it. So it's like, but, he, and then I noticed he kind of got rid of that. He's not doing that as much. Um, you know, so he's actually, he's progressed quite a bit. He's improving his offense a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and also he's, uh, you know, attacking the rim a lot more. Because, I mean, that's yep. a strength for him. If he can clean up, obviously, losing the ball, like, you know, turning the ball over when he gets in the lane, you know, that would be great. But I've seen a lot of improvements to, from Julius, actually. Um, even when, you know, I know a lot of people have been, like, really on him and, like, he hasn't been playing great. But I just see, I've really noticed that he's been really just trying to figure the offense out and, like, not tr- trying not to force it too much, trying to get everyone involved. Um, and in terms of today's game, he did a pretty, I thought he did a pretty good job. You know, defense was, you know, wasn't, or a lot of guys wasn't all that great today. I think a lot of players struggled on the defensive end, but, you know, you know, he had to guard KD, right? So, right. <laughs> it's like, you know, that's not that easy. Um, but the, the whole game was, it was pretty interesting. Um, you know, I'm glad like Kemba, you know, it's good that he's no longer, you know, starting. It's definitely good for the team. I figured like I knew it was gonna happen. I've always said Tibbs don't care. You know, <laughs> like at some point he doesn't care if you're like, you know, New York City's favorite son. It's only like he, he wants to win. And so, you know, at some point he's gonna like make that move. And the other one is like honestly the only reason you know, this is probably crazy speculation. The only reason I can think they're giving Evan Fournier so much minutes is like maybe they're trying to build up a straight value because it's like dude just doesn't work. You know, it's like he's like we were really killing Kemba a lot. Like he's just as bad as Kemba on defense. Oh, he's... In my opinion, he's just really bad. It's like he can't do anything. He can't keep his man in front of him. Like James Harden has struggled this whole year shooting the ball. He saw Evan Fournier right in front of him, and, like, he drops, what, 32, 34 points on us today? You know? I mean, so. that was more Bird yeah, though. Yeah, that, that, that was, oh, I was, I was just going to say that wasn't really Fournier, though, because yeah, because the Nets took advantage of the pick and roll with Aldridge, and then Mitch was switched on Harden a lot of those times as well, and that's where Harden took advantage. And they Harden either, either got a three-pointer out of it, drove to the basket, or Aldridge got an easy pick and pop. So, I mean... I wouldn't really put that on Fournier. That was just them using pick and roll to their advantage with Harden. Yeah, I blame Fournier for Patty Mills and yeah. I blame him for third. <laughs> I blame him for Patty Mills in the third. <laughs> so I'll, I'll definitely, you know, I'll definitely give that to you. It's just I saw like a few plays where Fournier was guarding him, and it was just like you know he was just hopeless. Uh, but you know, maybe those were like the few times I noticed that. Um, and you know, and you guys know like Nerlens Noel, although he's a pretty solid like you know. Rim defender, you know, I've never been a huge fan of Nerlens, and I've always said it even last year because, like, he doesn't keep drivers out of the paint, and he doesn't rebound very well. And it's like it's night and day when Mitch is in the game and when Noel is in the game. I think everyone kind of falls in love with Noel because he'll get that key block towards the end of the game, mm-hmm. you know, like, but I just always kind of feel like, I mean, he's a good defender, but... I just always feel like he just doesn't keep the drivers like, you know, penetrators out the lane the way Mitch can. And then he doesn't rebound very well at all, you know. It really depends on the matchup. It really depends yeah. on I feel like the last few games, Noel has been, Tink was kind of been a little off. The first, like that first week Noel is back, I thought he made like a huge difference in our defense, to be honest with you. These last few games, though, have, I, he's kind of disappeared and not, has not been as effective. Um, for me, anyway. Yeah. Mm. Well, he did just come back again, so maybe, you know, uh, he needs a little more time. But I don't know. For me, it's just like I just don't, you know, I think he's great for a backup. I'm not going to complain. As a back for a backup, You're right. that's actually really good. So I'm not going to – I shouldn't even really complain about it. Um, but it's, you know, it was, I thought it was a pretty, you know, solid game uh, by the team, you know, trying to be positive about it. There's, you know, some 
good things about the game. Manny quickly still like still looks like our best, you know, perimeter defender, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Obi Toppin is playing really good defense as well. Um, you know, uh, Burst today kind of struggled a little bit on a defensive end. Yeah. You know, so we'll see what happens in the future. Um, but you know, it's definitely you know you got to say it is better than Kemba. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But, you know, we, I don't think we would have been competitive. Right. Like it was James Harden, so I gave him a little bit of slack. Um, also, the the foul calls were kind of weird too today. I, I feel like in the first quarter, they was giving first and second half, first and second quarter, they giving James a lot of a lot of foul calls that were a little questionable to me. Uh, to be honest with you, yeah. um, but I, I thought Alec Burks had a better defensive second half than the first half. Um, especially it was like a key block in that third quarter that was kind of leading to that third back that I feel like he did a really good job at. But I, I think overall he'll be a better defender, plus defender than Kemba moving forward in general. Especially he doesn't have to face guys like Harden, or, or or if the the or if the refs aren't giving Harden the benefit of the doubt like they did today, because like, <laughs> I really feel like that first half was just like the refs just put on their Nets uniform is like, all right, I'm I'm part of the team too. Like that's that's the way I feel. <laughs> yeah, you know I kind of noticed that. I think it just it depends on the team, like right who we're playing against. Um, it just, you know, if they feel like the team we're playing against is better than us, then it seems like they always give them, like, you know, that team right. way more thoughtful than they give us. And so, yeah, today I was very shocked because the NBA supposedly they're supposed to be letting uh, uh, the players play this year. And so all of a sudden it's like, you know, and I'm watching this game and they were getting like, I felt like it was MJ rules and you couldn't touch them. You yeah, know. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, they, I feel like they've been yeah. calling it both ways with the hacks for far, except for this game was kind of, well, well, this game, there's a couple other ones, but this one was really stood out to me. <laughs> but anyway, but, uh, yeah. oh, but thanks for the, oh, we got three more, we have a third caller? Okay, all right, let, let me, thanks for it. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Good to hear from you, and always nice to have your assessment on the game. Man. All right, cool. Have a good night, guys. All right, later, Reaper. All right, man. All right, man. Shout out to my guy Reaper. Overall, man, it's a good. Overall, it's not. This is not a hang your hat game. It's not a game where we should, we should be ashamed. I definitely want to win this game because any time we play in Brooklyn, I want to win straight up. Any single time, Brooklyn Hawks, Celtics, give me the W. I want the Fair. dub. It didn't happen today. Um, they have Kevin Durant, and you know the refs helped him out in the second quarter to me. But whatever, T- tough game to lose. We were right in the thick of it. And listen, man, if we play the Nets again, I still I feel feel like it's gonna be a close game, and I still think it's a winnable game for us, like straight up. That's, I just... mm-hmm. Most definitely. And I gotta talk about Mitch for a second. Go ahead, Mitch. You see, Mitch has played well. He's definitely improved in the foul department, but that situation late in the game. Mitch should have known, don't reach down. Just keep your hands up. Be a big man. Keep your hands up. And no foul would have been called. You know what? I, I, I kind of see it differently, man. Let, I wanna, to me, to me, the guy initiated the contact. To me. Like, he didn't even jump. He was kind of like, he was putting his hands up. And as he's putting his hands up, the man drove into him. That's what I saw. But I understand you're not going to get that call as a defender at in Barclays Center with the tight game with the refs playing with the that's the way I saw it though. But Yeah, but but I'm just saying though Mitch left reasonable doubt because it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna really try to swipe the ball out of the guy's hand, if you're not clean with that swipe, yeah that foul's gonna get called. Yeah. Regardless of the facts. So it's like Mitch should have just really just went up and I don't know why he didn't just went up and just you know, just altered his shot. Like in that situation it's like okay, you know, if you if you shoot over me do you get it in? All right, kudos to you. It is what it is. But Mitch, with his length, like he should know by now, just put your arms up, go up straight, let him shoot over you. I'm pretty sure it would have been a different outcome if he did that. Yeah, man. I, I guess. I, don't, I guess. What do you guys say? You think? Did you make? Do you guys think Mitch um, found that man at the end of the quarter? Let me know. But next caller up, um, let us know what your name is and where you're from and what do you think about this game. Hello, y'all hear me? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, we can hear you loud and clear. <clears throat> All right, cool. Yeah, my name is um, Mario, man. I'm from Jamaica. I grew up in Brooklyn. 
but I live in Atlanta right now, man, and I, and I coach um, high school basketball. Oh, that's what's up. Welcome to the, welcome yeah. to yeah. First time caller, Mario. Thanks for calling in. No problem. First time caller about a long time. Listen, I've been listening to y'all for when y'all draft KP. That's how long I've been listening. Oh to wow. Y'all. Okay. Oh, All wow. right. Yeah. Gunshots. <laughs> Gunshots for that. Long <laughs> time listening, man. I just came from I just came from um, practice right now with the kids, and my biggest problem with New York and and especially with Randall is like also train kids how to catch and shoot and stuff like that. And Randall, he holds the ball too long, man. That's that's the biggest problem with Randall. Like right. Randall's a great, he could be a great player, but I don't know. I think the trainers need to like do something, man, because he has the potential to be great. But every time he catches the ball, he got a jab look, and then nothing too. He be waiting for the defender to push up on him. He has an open shot, and he literally just waits for the defender to come up on him to make some moves. Like shoot the ball, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and. Real talk though, I think Tibbs. Uh, we lost this game because of Tibbs, man. That's how I feel. Oh, why, why do you say that? The co- man, especially the situation with um taking out um grinds and, and you know and putting funny. It's, it's just a lot of things that doesn't make any sense. Man. Yeah. But I'm not worried because the young boys. I'm watching them. And I'm just waiting for the transition that happens when the young boys start taking over, man. So. Like I said, it was a good game, but I see the future's bright, so I'm I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I I feel you, I feel you, man. Yeah, these guys, these young boys are making us feel good about this game right now. Quickly's coming along, Obi's yeah. coming along, so we had the future to look forward to for sure, man. But, but that's all I gotta say, man. I think like I said I just got home and like in the calls, I first time calling, so that's all I got, man. I enjoy the show, man. I appreciate, man. First time quarter, long time listener since the KP era. Appreciate that call, man. Gunshots in the air for you, brethren over there. All right, yo. Yes, sir. Yo, seriously though, Randall, Randall will admit himself that he doesn't read the game fast enough and that he needs to work on quicker decisions. Matter of fact, in the summer, that's what he said. He said he needs to work on making quicker decisions, <laughs> and uh, he needs to find that balance between making the quick decisions and not rushing. Uh, that's going to be the struggle for Randall. But today, I, I will still say today, um, he's done a, a pretty good job today reading the defenses and playing. And um, playing pretty good offense also tonight. Like, oh, What was his numbers again tonight? Uh, eight assists for Randall tonight. Eight assists, nine rebounds, 24 points. Mm-hmm. Once again, flirted with a triple-double whole hum. Yeah. And he shot, 50, and he shot 50% from the field as well. So good shooting percentage. Right. And the key and the key to Randall right now, where, where I'm seeing the biggest turnaround in this game over the last week and a half is when he's taking the threes. He's only starting to take threes now when he's hot. He's not. He only took two threes today. He's, uh, zero for two. And once he realized, yeah, the jump, the, the three's not going. He started taking advantage, taking people to the hole. Um, even relying on that mid-range game. And then I, I, I feel like the three-point percentage will eventually go up when he feels like he has it going from there and he'll take more of those shots. Yeah, and um, also just to add on to what Mario said, um, that is the one issue I do have a Randall, though. Sometimes he does hold on to the ball a lot, but I do think he makes up for it because sometimes when he does hold on to the ball and he makes his move, then that's when the team decides to bring the double team. And then... He, then he that's when he makes the right decision and passes the ball. So, yeah, would, would we like to make would we like Randall to make quicker decisions? Of course, you know when he make quicker decisions, it's always to your benefit, right? Especially in the especially in the game of basketball. But at the same time, I'm okay with him, you know, doing his little ISO ball and holding on to the ball as long as he makes the right play when the double. Right, right, right. Oh, your volume went out again, Ryan. Your volume went out again, Ryan. I don't know if you can hear me, Ryan, but your volume has gone out again. <laughs> All right. And you're frozen back in the matrix. Shout out to my guy. Bruh. Bruh, another bruh from Ryan's Wi-Fi once again failing us. <laughs> I, and I see somebody says Sims was deactivated once again. How come he was deactivated after playing a great game? Um, Because Sims is a third-string point guard, and we paid Noel $30 million, so he's always going to be the priority to play Um, over... Sims. Sims is not going to be getting the bulk of the minutes this season. Also, he's only two-way contract. He doesn't have a full contract. So, you know, we we have to kind of be judicious with the games he has. You can only play a certain amount of games when you're on a two-way versus Noel, who we have all season long. And I think we just lost Ryan. All right. Next caller up, though. 
Next caller up. Well, time to, time to switch to single screen <clears throat> mode real quick. You're going on, Jay Ellis. What's going on? Uh, I've got a couple takes. I'm not going to lie. I, yes, this wasn't a bad loss. You know, we looked good, whatever, but I'm tight because I hate losing against New Jersey. I, I just, yeah. it's one of those teams, man. It's one of those teams. <laughs> yeah, for, for real. Um, yeah, but uh, definitely um, I could see, uh, and, and salute to the Regent who called before, um, that when he say, like, one of the things that looked that Tibbs could have done is when the Nets went on that uh, third quarter, when they went on that run, that he could have, you know, injected the second unit. Because my observation seems like he goes off of Randall. That, okay, Randall's doing pretty well. He sticks it out with the starters. So it's like, right. you know, that's, that's the point of having so much debt. It's like you could just, hey, time out, bring in, the, bring in the second unit. You already know, one, their legs are a little fresh. They've been on the bench for a while. And there, you know, we have a good defensive. Um, we have a good defensive bench, so we probably could have slapped, We probably could stop the bleeding a lot sooner in the third quarter, and the game probably wouldn't have gone as far away as it did. That's just, you know, my opinion and watching that. Um, one thing that they really need to. One thing I'm seeing, and and I, and I knew you were going to agree with me, is that I feel like we always work too hard for our shots. Yeah. Whenever we don't work, especially especially in games like this, these games visited critical. The Nets is actually a good team, so you know we got to This is the teams was like. If we could beat these guys, then it's like, okay, we can really feel comfortable, with, you know, about talking about playoffs and, and actually going somewhere in the playoffs. And his little and his little stuff, stuff that I'll see, like, there should be no reason why Obi got a mismatch with Cam Thomas in the post and quick is, like, he doesn't dish it to him and Obi could just eat. Even though, if I'm going to be honest, I don't trust Obi because they don't really have good post. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't know the if they need moves, to yeah. Yeah, hire Sheed, hire Mari, whoever, to teach these guys, you know, teach these, the, the, um, these guys some good post moves. Because that's something that they need to do. Because if those guys have a good post move, it, they're gonna eat. They're gonna score. Like I, I believe, both Obi and Randall, the centers too, they could, they can easily like score a lot more points, and it can, and it can make the game much better. Even if the game is on slow down, you can feed it to them in the post. So that's that's one of my things. Um, yeah, Mitch, uh, you you asked the question earlier. That was definitely a foul, but it was one of those things where it's like, come on, guys, it's seconds left on the clock. The game is tied. Don't call it. If it goes down, cool. If not, let it go into overtime. It's a good game. It's Battle New York. Everybody, you know, everybody loves this. It's on TNT. So it's one of those things that, like we said, in Russ, man, they've been, they was, they was make some questionable um, choices with that whistle. Then Randall, dude, he got to control his emotions, man. Yeah, man. I'm like, bro, you're not a rook. You are not a rookie. You, you seven years in the league, and now you're getting paid $100 million. That stuff, because in my head, I'm watching games like that. I'm like, yo. Just think of what, it would, what if that was game seven in the Eastern Conference, like, you know, quarter, semi, um, finals. Like, that, that that don't need to happen. Yeah. So, it's just one of those, it's just many, it's just many of those little nitpicky things that I just, like, I just, you know, I just, we just got to get over. Because, like, once once the game, once though we get over those little things, then it's like we could be how good we're supposed to be. Because I keep saying, you know me, I'm just optimistic. I'm always believing this team can, you know, can, can do anything. Absolutely. So, that's, that's it with that. And then. And then um, Noel, man, he he needs he needs to go to Peyton Manning's um, catching camp. Something man. I, I <laughs> that bullet this pass, guy, this Bruh. guy, man. Yo, man, like that's what he needs to do. Something he got to go catching. He got to go like go to camp and uh, some just be like, yo, drills. Just throw the ball as hard as you can, this man. You got to catch. <laughs> that's right. yeah. He needs LeBron so, James powder yeah, on his hands or something. I don't know what he's missing, but he needs something. Something, something's got something. But I think we're gonna come up with a a big dilemma because. I think Jericho Sims is ready. I think he's ready. And now the question is, what do we do? Like, do we – because this is Mitch contract. Are we going to sign Mitch some more money? Do we trust? Because me personally, I would much rather have Noel – I mean, I don't know, I'm sorry, Mitch and Jericho, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. be the centers of the future. But I don't know. I'd rather them over Noel. But we pay Noel with the bag, and he's got two more years. With, he got two more years with us. And then lastly, my note is – Heck no to the John Wall thing, man. I went, unless we're going to pay that. Seriously, man. I'm like, well, I'm like, are we serious? I'm like, nah, nah. first of all, this ain't 2012. His offense is not that deadly. He's 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 not. I don't think he's good defensively. So we're going to have the same, basically the same problem. Gonna have the same Kimbo. problems. Yeah. It's just maybe a slight, yeah, but maybe just a slight upgrade. So maybe if he come for a roti and a shandy, that's okay. But it's like, nah, $47 million. Now nah, we bugging. We yeah. bugging. But other than that. I'm out. Let me know. You know. Let me know your thoughts on, on whatever, whatever it is I said. Salute to Ryan in the Matrix. 
Yeah, um, man. <laughs> he's he's lost guy. over there with me and him. I don't know where he at right now. I even see him try to get back in, so he must really be starting his computer or something like that right now. <laughs> but yeah, yo, shout out to my guy, man. Always calling in. Um, touched on a lot. Um, uh, let's see. As as far as the lineups and the rotation goes, I'm not too. I'm not. I guess I'm. I wasn't too upset about the rotations tonight. I wasn't too upset about it, really. Um, I did want I did want to see Grimes get more burned. I didn't feel like it was his his doing that he was out, really. So that was my questionable call. I I feel like they leave Randall in longer be, because he's, I mean that's Randall is Randall. So Tibbs is going to cater to Randall anyway. And on top of that, I feel like Randall was struggling in that first half of the season, first part of the season. So I feel like. When any of the starters are going, they're going to let him let them rot because they've been struggling for so long, and they, and they just want desperately for that for those starters to um get into like a plus minus situation where they're not a negative because all the starters are really negatives. And um, shoot, matter of fact, if you think about, it, I actually have team plus minuses right here, right? Kimball Walker, uh, no surprise, uh, worst plus minus on the team, a negative twenty, uh, negative one hundred twenty two, but let. Also, you look at all the starters. Negative 68 for Mitch Robinson. Uh, negative 66 for, Rand- for Randall. Negative 62 for Fournier. R.J. Barrett. Um, negative 39. Interesting. He like he all the stuff we talking about Barrett. He has the highest plus minus out of the stars, which is interesting. Interesting stat. <laughs> but yeah, like I, 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 that might be a lot of reason why when the starters are going, they're just gonna run with it at this point more than usual, just because they want those guys to get going. Especially Randall, especially and Fournier, especially and Fournier has come on a lot better lately. Even though he had a, a weird game today, but he missed a lot of shots and hit hit some big ones at the end. But um, yeah, I think I think we're going to see, we're going to see that more often than not that the stars going to get a lot more run. And as far as the Mitch Robinson thing goes, Jericho Sims has definitely surprised me. Definitely surprised me this season so far. Um, the last game in particular, I feel like he's taken a step in the right direction as far as activity level, as far as him being in the right places on the court because it seems he's not getting those whistles that he was getting in the beginning because he's, he hasn't rotated correctly. You haven't seen that from Tibbs. Um, so, I mean, the good – Mitchell – Mitch is – Mitch is the – is the – that's the guy where we're going to have to look at, man. That – how much money is he going to command coming into next season? Is it going to be too much? Or are we going to have to make a decision to move either Mitch or Noel or one and sign Sims? That might be something to definitely look at. That might be something to definitely look at. Uh, if Noel, shoot, I'm cool, with, I'm cool with Sims. I'm cool with Sims right now. If we move Noel to give Mitch more money and sign Sims, that might be a move too. Because Noel still is on a decent contract. And... He just needs to be healthy, and he's a movable piece. That's the good thing about that front office. All the contracts that we have aren't ludicrous taunt contracts. They're all movable, movable contracts. So I'm not super worried about that in general. All right? Shout out to my guy, JD. Thanks for the call. I think we have, do we have one more caller up right now, Fritz. I think we have one more caller up. So call us, state your name and where you're from, and let us know why you want to talk to the show. If there's one more caller. I'm, I might have forgotten I got that wrong. Uh, actually, we don't have another caller, but uh, I'll come on. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I just wanted to speak about that that John Wall. I'm not sure where that rumor even started, <laughs> but um, yeah, the, Houston's in a tough spot. They 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 have to pay John Wall. So the the only team that can really bail them out is is OKC. And and OKC, you know how they operate. They want yeah. a bunch of picks, yep. and they'll help you out. But, um, yeah, basically, the Knicks don't have cap space anymore, so they have to match. So you can't name $40 million of contract if you would, you would trade to Houston. So, I mean, Knicks are out. Yeah. I mean, if John Wall was free... If John Wall was free agent and you can sign him for 
a five million dollars and a couple million dollars, that's a whole different story. But right now, that's 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 just not happening. <laughs> Absolutely not happening. Not for that money. We yeah, don't have so. we don't have the cash space. Like I said, we calf strapped. Um, and we can't. Who are we trading? We're gonna trade half of our team for John Wall. Like most of our players only make like seven to ten million dollars. This <laughs> is most of our players. Yeah. If they said, "Are, are yeah. we going to trade I, Fournier?" I know, I know, people are tired of Fournier at this point. But does it even make sense to even include Fournier in a package for John Wall right now? Considering John, I mean, John Wall also has to be healthy. John Wall also has been yeah. injury prone for years, so that's like a whole. At least, at least Fournier can play. He at least doesn't have health yeah. concerns. So I, I'm not. I'm also, good. I, the Knicks, the Knicks aren't a, a win down team, so we're not we're not desperate for a last piece. Not desperate for a little bit of offense. We're trying to build something, so you're not going to build with John Wall. So it doesn't make sense. It, it, like if you were like the Nets, and you know you got a couple of years, and you have to make it happen now. That's something different. Um, but the Knicks, we're not in that situation. So John Wall just doesn't make sense. Absolutely, absolutely does not mean. I, I yeah, totally so. agree with you there. Welcome back, Ryan G. Yeah, um, right. I'm um, technical yeah, difficulties. So have a good night. Uh, shout out to the chat. And um, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to see what Ryan says. All right, cool, cool. I, I don't think you even have to, cl- to log into Blog Talk anymore, Ryan. You can just keep it like this. Uh, right, you don't have any cool, more callers. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um,. So, yeah, I don't even know if he even heard the show or we just concentrated on rebooting the computer. He's like, I just concentrated on rebooting my computer. I don't know what's going on. It's cool. Shout out to JT yeah, Reddick. <laughs> he says a 499 Super Chat. He says, oh, we hear all 82. Shout out to my guy, JT Reddick. <laughs> all right. Stanley Man says, the problem with Fournier is his terrible defense. He was in the middle of the Nets third quarter run tonight, forcing drives in the paint, turning the ball over, and stumbling around. I agree with you. I agree. She, I was pulling out my hair watching Evan in that third quarter. And like, it's one thing to miss shots. This is another thing. He continuously just gets lost in transition. Like, every single time. Like, every time I look, every time I look at a bad transition de- defense, it's, always, it's nine times out of ten, it's Fournier running to the wrong man or doesn't know where his man is. Like, nine times out of ten. <laughs> yeah, man. That's why Patty must hit those two, two quick threes to open up the quarter, and then it was pretty much the floodgates wide open. Yeah, that's that's exactly that's it. That's it, man. But yeah, yeah, you know, I, I got nothing else to say about this game, man. Close game. I like what Julius Randle did. I like what Julius Randle did. I like Derek. Shout out to Derek Rose. Derek Rose comeback game had a really good game, but couldn't really hit a shot in the fourth quarter. I don't know if it was tired legs or what, but he was really breaking in the fourth quarter. But still. Strong game by Derrick Rose and uh, Evan Fournier, Taylor two halves from from zero to hero and almost uh, got us back in this game for real. But shout out to Evan Fournier. Hopefully that tide is turning on you and you'll be able, able to be a productive Nick. All right. Um, ooze and bras. I have a bro actually. Bruh. Ooze and bras. Well. You know what, the bra, I know what bra you're going to probably say, so I'm probably going to keep that bra to you, but the one bra I do want to um say is Nellis Lowell, because Bruh. my guy stayed with the Butterfingers, because <laughs> Obi Toppin gave him a nice pass. Yeah. I don't even think the pass was that hard. It was just, it, it was a quick pass, but it wasn't that hard. My, the ball just went through my guy's hands out of bounds, and I'm like, Noel, come on, man. Like, I, I know you come through with a good defense, but you need to catch the ball. You need to learn how to, to just catch the ball. Right. When it comes to rebounding, when it comes to finishing at the rim, just learn to catch the ball. Please, please. Yeah, I'll take that. Bruh. And I don't even want to say this, man. I don't want to do this. I don't even want to do this, bruh. But it's just, it's, oh, gosh. It hurts my soul to even do this one. You know which one it is, right? Uh, is it Julius Randle? Yeah. It's Julius Randle. I mean, of course he gets the bro for the tech. Right? Losing your yeah. cool. But, man. He touched the turf, man. He touched the turf. He, yes, touched, he, he touched the turf. I can't, yes, ignore, the, I can't <laughs> ignore the turf touch. 
Yeah, he did. <laughs> the KD cross over, Randall this way, his ankles that way. <laughs> for the pass for open three. Yeah, that was, yeah. Oh, man. That was a little, that was a little rough. Oh, and then he looked around like somebody pushed him. Nobody pushed you. Nobody pushed you. Man. <laughs> Nobody pushed you. <laughs> Those legs got tangled. You got yeah. the stanky leg already. You got the stanky leg syndrome, boy. It's the stanky leg syndrome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, yeah. Ooh picks, though. Any ooh picks? You need to brighten up after that, bro. Any ooh picks for today? <laughs> well, okay. Evan Fournier had a bad game, but in the fourth quarter, he kind of showed up a bit. And he hit that three-pointer to tie the game for the Knicks at 110 to give the Knicks a chance to win. Oh! All right. I have, I'm, I'm trying to grasp his straws. I'm giving – I have hope for you, Fournier. Fournier has played better over last week. Um, he's being more aggressive in the first quarter. Uh, I'm hoping the things are going to be way better for him, Fournier. And we just need to – he just needs to look at tape and figure out where his man in his transition. Just, just Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not giving up on Fournier either. I'm going to give Fournier a little bit more time. He has shown that he can explode on offense at times. So I'm, I want to give him more benefit of the doubt. But, yeah, if he continues to have laps like that on defense, I, I don't know. Dip's going to have to probably do something again maybe. I don't know. Depending on how the Knicks perform as a team. Yeah, that's the thing, though. He's not, he hasn't been – yeah. Like I said, we said it before in his program. We're gonna have, we have to separate Kemba and Fournier. Like we had to. There's like there's no way we could have got around with having both of those guys um being primary defenders at point of attack defense and us surviving. Like we had we there was no choice. We had to separate them. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. Um and um Roy said it before. Eventually Grimes if Grimes takes that step, eventually we're gonna have the guy who's gonna be a, who's gonna be a two way defender and a shot maker for us. So hopefully Grimes gets it together. Um Within this Evan Fournier tenure, so you can pass the torch. All right. Yeah. Or Fournier just gets better and Grimes comes up. I don't know. There's a lot of things that can happen. There's a lot of things that can happen. All right. Yeah. I don't have any. I don't have any ooh picks for today. Um, that quickly three from from like in that fourth quarter was pretty. That was, I like that. I, I mean, oh. that was a good shot. That was a good shot. I'll give that my ooh for the game. All right. All right. Next game up though. I will say this. We lost this game. Knicks Bulls at the Garden on Thursday. I think we're right. I, I I I think we can take this game. It's been close games for the first two games. This game, I think, will feel a little bit better. I think we'll feel better about it, man. I think I feel better about this game than our last game versus Chicago. I know yeah. at home we've been struggling. But with the new lineup change, this rotation, I think everyone's going to be good. I feel like Julius is turning the corner with his playmaking and the way where he's taking the shots. I think we can take this game versus Chicago. Yeah, I believe so as well. The Knicks have played the Bulls pretty well this season, and the Knicks match up well with the with the Bulls also. So, with the new lineup, the Knicks should have a strong chance to win that game. Absolutely, the Bulls. Yeah. And like I said before, I th- I really I still think this team is better than we've shown, and it's, and that lineup that lineup chain has shaken us up, and the improved defense is going to show. It's going to show eventually, and um, Randall's shooting is going to come back to life. I can see it. I can see it coming. I can start to see the numbers starting to trend up. All right, now we just need RJ to do the same. All right. Facts and um and before we and before we go, um once a Nick always a Nick in the chat. Also blame Reggie Miller for this loss. And I agree because this man, Reggie Miller, wanted to go to damn James Harden before the Word! Yeah. That was the bro- this guy and make this guy come out and, get, and drop 34 on us. Bruh. This is the thing, man. This is why, yo. Bro, can we have a bro for, can we stop having Reggie Miller call Knicks games? That's what I'm saying. Be like, yo, th- this man should not be doing no type of Knicks games whatsoever. None. Like ridiculous! I don't. I just. I don't understand it. I don't understand. Why are you giving him pep talks? Why? This guy hates us for real. This guy really for hates real? us. <laughs> Even when he likes us, he hates us, man. Like it's 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 never ending. It's never. Oh ending. man. But, uh, yeah. If I could just not listen to Reggie Miller do a do a show for the rest of my life, I would not be. I would not miss it at all. Whatever. But yeah, man. Woo! That is our show. Yeah, you know, you know, you know where you can find us at the KOT Show. 
yeah, you can find us at the K- the KXT Show on Twitter, the Naked Time Show on Instagram, uh, the Naked Time Show dot com. On um, is where you can get your KLT snapbacks and blue and orange and black and white. You can also find our blogs there as well at nicktimeshow.com. All right, so definitely check us out there. And Ryan, let them know where they can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at SirGiaChillin. I forgot my fault, my fault, I messed up. That's fine. That's fine. That's... And, and you can find me on Twitter at RyanGKOT. And I'm going to make sure I get my MacBook Apple immediately because my MacBook is going through some issues. And I think that's the, probably the reason why my audio has been messed up and everything. So, okay. Yeah. All right. That's what's up. So, get that MacBook checked out. And yes, I'm not sure if you'll be here Thursday. But, um, kind yeah, of, yeah. you'll be here Thursday? Wait, um, Nick's Nick's Bulls I, Thursday. I'll come back to you, and I'm not 100 percent sure yet. All right, cool. But yeah, I will definitely be back here Thursday talking Nick's basketball with you guys. So shout out to you guys. That is our show. Last shout out to Tell Alejandro. Everybody else is right. Tell Alejandro Fritz. Um, it, it worked like he fresh in the building. Shout out to JT Riddick for uh, you know holding us down with the super chat. Shout out to once Nick, always Nick, who's uh definitely had the uh, flamethrower Reggie Miller. He gets that bro. Abel's was rocking with the KT show. Shout out to my real fake cousin. And yeah, that is our show. And as always, shout out to Worldwide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, all right? That is our show. We are out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, York, New York, big city of dreams. NYC.